Hello, and thank you for tuning into the show. A quick caveat before you dive in. This was recorded pre-COVID-19. The views, the ideas, the conversation that was shared, the perspectives were all done in a pre-pandemic world. So please listen to the show as there's some fantastic information and some great takeaways. Just know that it was recorded before the pandemic that has ultimately changed all of our lives. Thank you for listening. Keep learning, keep curious, and keep supporting our community. Hello and welcome to They Just Get It. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. And today is an exciting day. I think I'm going to call this part of my curiosity series because not only am I excited to meet with my guests here, Wes, I'm excited to learn about what you've been involved with with Calgary. So not to let the cat out of the bag too soon, Wes, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. It is my pleasure. Wes, you were part of, or maybe the lead, I need to find a little bit more, about bringing esports to Calgary. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's always more to the story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, we ended up putting together a, a, an esports company. It's called Calgary Esports League. Uh, we just call it Cell, uh, C E L. Um, very fitting based on the gamer world. Like, yeah, kind I saw of. that it was called that. I like that. Yeah, right. so this we, seems on brand. <laughs> yeah, we we you know you think about the name of your your website or your company or whatever, and every once in a while you're like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's the one, <laughs> right? And so we felt good about that, but um, we put out a a press release for our first event and had huge media response, you know, and, and everyone's like, Hey, these guys are bringing esports to Calgary. How long ago was that? How many years? Uh, that was last January. Okay. Yeah. This is not only, this is just, <clears throat> a, just a over a year. Nice. Yeah. Um, we took a ton of flack from the, through no fault of our own. Okay. <laughs> we took a ton of flack from the existing esports community because the media came and said, Hey, why are you bringing esports to Calgary? And oh, people were rightfully upset because okay. they're like, "Hey, we've been here for a decades doing LAN events and like grinding this out and making this happen, and now you're bringing esports to Calgary." And I'm I like, could see where everyone. I'm feel like, I gotcha. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, we never said that. <laughs> oh, the media, the media spun it that the, way. The media spun it well, that way. It makes, like, it, it makes it a headline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, and I think. Um, our initial press release was very good. Our website was good, and I think people thought that we were some maybe some outside group who okay. was bringing hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions of dollars into. Oh, so you positioned it well, I, I guess. When, when we we didn't uh, we didn't have anything. <laughs> Which I, a little I, for for starters, for anyone who's listening, uh, again being very kind to everybody, define what is esports for starters before we get too carried yeah, away here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, esports is uh, electronic sports, so it's uh, competitive video gaming essentially. And this that's is it. and this like to give a scope and scale on a global scale. This is quite the movement that's happening. Yeah. Anything I read about it is that this is on the rise. This is on the future. Like the hockey stick is really starting to take off. Right. It's kind of. Uh, I tell people that, that to liken it to the dot com boom. Oh, interesting. Okay, because that's a, that's a big comparison. Um, just because the upside is so huge, and we don't, and also because nobody fully understands it, and so we're still in that speculative period. Where, uh, inter- oh, okay. Where you've got a lot of groups that are dumping huge amounts of investment into it, but just like with the dot com boom, you don't know for sure yet how it's all going to shake out and a lot of people are going to end up losing their investment but everybody knows everyone recognizes the inevitability of it and so okay that's interesting so like we have to get in we have to get in now 
you know, you do your best research that you can. You try to understand it as best you can. But again, just like the dot-com situation, nobody fully understands it or knows for sure the direction that it's going to go. But you can't, you can't allow yourself to get left behind. So there's a fear. Of, it go. explains why every article I read has this like sense of, I immediately feel like I should get involved. Yeah. Like, it, it leaves you with that sensation. You need to, you need to get into it now because don't miss it. So, yeah. so I big, mean, big FOMO going on, fear of missing out. Yeah, I mean, okay. imagine if, if right now there was talk about putting together professional hockey leagues, if there wasn't that. Right. And, and now you've got a person putting together a league over here and putting together a league over here and there's different rule sets and all that stuff and it has yet to coalesce and wash out and become But like everything it, it will net out somewhere. Yeah. But we're still how what we're still early days on that path? Yeah. So what how did you get into it? Were you like do you did you come to this because you were a gamer or were you just a guy that stumbled on this and said, "Hey, there's some there's something going on here. I want I want to learn more?" Uh I'm I've been a super casual gamer for forever for okay. as long as I can remember. I'm not a super competitive gamer. I just play casually and with the online games I usually find a the the game types that have the fewest number of like 13-year-olds yelling at me about how <laughs> awful I'm at, I am and wh- what they may or may not have done with my mother at some point in time. Oh yeah, I've heard that there is some smack talk that yeah, you need that thick skin when it, you go into I, that world. Yeah, I I didn't know that my mom was as much of a skank, but I guess apparently she's gotten with all of these little kids. <laughs> So the mom, the, so what you're saying is, mom humor is alive and well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but I, I tend to find things that need to be done. You know, just see a need, fill a need, kind of okay. kind of deal. And um, I was working at Telespark at the time, and there were th- th- uh, three out of the five, uh, I guess, owners of Cell uh, were working at at Spark. Okay. And um, we've got fantastic, or they've got. <laughs> yes, as we'll get, as we'll get to. Yes, uh, they've got fantastic uh, AV. Yeah, they've got. It's the know, right stuff. environment that that's very yeah, conducive got, to it. They've, they've got great technology. Their internet's great. Their audio's great. Their video's great, and they, and they've got the their conference rooms there that sit idle most of the time. You know, because you're doing corporate events, you're doing Christmas right. parties, things like that. Most of it's uh, seasonal and weekends. And so during the week, they were just kind of sitting. And, uh, I, and I, thought, okay. I thought, we need to activate these spaces. Like, it's just sitting idle. Let's just, let's activate it for something. And so, obviously, esports is the thing that's happening right now, you know, in the AV space. Mm-hmm. And I said, let's... Let's do. Let's get involved in esports. Um, and were they on board right away, or were you in a position where you could help move that forward? Um, I pitched it. I pitched it every few months uh, for the last three years. And I, okay. And I, I just couldn't I mean, get. They, they didn't. They didn't say yes first time out of the shoot. Uh, they didn't say yes at all. Um, I think it was just you know if you don't understand it, you don't understand it. Right. And I, anyone I've talked about, because I was really looking forward to you coming on the show, and yeah. I'd say esports, and I get the like, why? And you and I talked a little bit offline yeah. of there's a psychology around if I don't understand it, I don't understand, I don't believe anyone else could like it, and that's a very sure. weird human condition sometimes. Yeah. So I think, you know, they've got other stuff to worry about, other stuff that they want to do, mm-hmm. and they just didn't understand what it was or how to do it, and and. I think they were really rigid, like they were going to have to hire somebody full-time to do this when I was trying to propose that, hey, I've got my regular job, but give me two days a month to 
to run an event. Okay, right? it's it's such a good example. A lot of times I have people on the show from large organizations that are trying to innovate, but they try to do it inside their same infrastructure. We need to hire a full-time person. Like, no, 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 no. Don't have to think about it that way. Right. I was, but that's the way we do it. That's exactly. Yeah, that's but how we, we do it, it this way. Yeah, that's right, so, very rigid. <laughs> so I was just trying to eke out a, a pilot, essentially. Okay. Um, and so I, I, I they basically had no interest in doing it. So I ended up uh, uh, going to who was in charge of events and said, okay, how about you give me a, a decent rental rate? This is just going to sit empty. There's nobody in there. Yeah, so you came out, you came around at it from a different, yeah, a different approach. So, so just like give – I didn't want to – I didn't – I wasn't trying to start sell. Okay. Right? That wasn't something that I was trying to do. I was trying to activate these idle spaces on behalf of my employer. Okay. Just to get more people through the door, right? And so um, I said just get, give me a decent rental rate like – as close to cost as you can get. And they were like, okay. And so we did that. And so I had to call it something, you know, and I had to get my own insurance and I had to, yeah. you know, et cetera, et cetera. So we started sell for this first. And so I sent out a press release and we did this initial event and it, it wasn't, um, there's kind of the new format of esports, you know, that's more competitive. And then that contrasts with the, the old land party model from like the nineties. Okay. We're basically a bunch of people just get everybody together. just shows up. They bring in their stuff. We network it together and everybody plays. And that's, you bring in your own hardware when you come to these yeah, games, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we did. So we had a, a Tuesday night, <laughs> a Tuesday night in January and everybody had to bring their own stuff. Literally a year ago, like in 2019. Yeah. yeah. And so like these, this is not ideal. Right, it's Tuesday. <laughs> There's all kinds of reasons yeah. this isn't going to work. Right. It's Tuesday. It's cold as hell. You got to bring your own stuff and and hope that people don't steal it or break it or or and you got to drag it through the parking lot to get it in and play. like, yeah, it was and uh, blew it out completely, utterly blew it out. Uh, we so were, how many people showed up for your first event? Five hundred people. What were you expecting? Uh, or were we hoping for? Expecting versus hoping. I I told everyone I said I'll be happy if we get a hundred people. Like if we, I'll, I'll, I will consider it a successful event if we get a hundred people in and they just, they just kept coming. We had people sign up to play, but then spectators kept showing up. We were, we were over capacity. Lineups, waiting room only, standing room only. It was, and it was completely packed. It was, uh, we had, it must've been utter chaos, we but had, in such a good way. Yeah. We had issues with the heat, you know, cause we had 500 human beings plus, Plus hardware that's Plus generating hardware. heat. Yeah. And, yeah. and these are guys bringing in mainframes, like computer, as well as gaming units. Like, I'm just trying to picture this. It was all, it was 100% PC. Okay. Uh, okay. Actually, okay. The, uh, is that true? No, that's not true. Um, we, we had some console games too. But it. large portion of it was PC. Mostly PC. So back to your comment about people's commitment level to lug that kind of equipment around. Yeah. That the chances of your, of your equipment being damaged when you move it around increases drastically as well. The stuff yeah, is fragile. I, I was worried about it. Yeah. You know, so we, we had a release that everybody had to form, you know, we had this of nice course, yeah, release. So you it was like, Hey, <laughs> we just like, we went down the thing. We're like, people are going to swear at you. <laughs> you know, people are going to insult you. People are going to steal your stuff. They're going to damage your stuff. Like we, our release was like as statements of fact. So it's like, welcome you, to Sparta. If you want to come here, <laughs> exactly. you better buck up. Cause it's going to, shit's going to get rough. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, uh, man, um, it was, it was awesome. 
500 people showing up for a, for one kind of a Hail Mary idea that yeah. you, and a, you and a, I'll be not to minimize it, but you and a couple of buddies had an idea yeah. and said, let's, let's do, is this a mixed bag? Who shows up? Is it guys, gals, old, young? Like who's, who's, yeah. who's coming? Ev- Every- everybody. Interesting. We had like fr- uh, from eight years old to 60 years old. So the eight year olds showing and, up, obviously their parents are bringing them, yeah. supporting them. I mean, mostly it's college age dudes. Okay. Yep. That, right. But there seems, there's a bit of a stereotype, but, I, but is that true? But it wasn't, uh. It wasn't restricted. Is it a pretty open community that way? Like your guys, girls, you're going to get sworn at. People are going to shit talk each other. It doesn't really matter. Once you once you get into the game, is it just all bets are off? Uh, the thing that I found, one of the things that I was really nervous about was having the notoriously toxic gaming community. Yes. You know, because you've got the anonymity of the internet and people have not learned how to be civil with each other. Um, <laughs> so you're saying some basic human skills have maybe yeah, not. Okay. Yeah, per- yeah. Just being nice. <laughs> right. That sort of stuff. And so... That was in there too, and it was like, we're, we're going to kick you out. Like we're going to kick. Did you, you out. have bouncers at this event? Did you have like quote unquote security? No, but we we had plenty of staff. To, yeah, I'm sure. I'm just trying to. Cause I'm yeah. trying to think through what this whole event would yeah. be like. Well, so I'm I'm prepping for that, right? I'm like, and I, I before the thing, I'm like, look, if anybody causes any trouble, we have to be a no tolerance, especially with like because there's homophobic comments and there's of course yes there's everything you can probably misogynistic comments and stuff like that it's like locker room talk yeah to put it in a category right and so i'm like we have to be zero tolerance on that because we're trying to build a like we're trying to build a community yes and so an inclusive community and and include inclusive community yeah and uh everybody that showed up was absolutely fantastic ah so you didn't they would people would come up and they're like hey we really appreciate you doing this. Thanks for having us. We had a lot of fun, you know, and then, um, well, clearly there was a pent up need. If you yeah. expect a hundred and 500 people show up, yeah. there's gotta be an appreciation for thank you for somebody like hearing us. Cause community is an amazing thing. When you connect with it, it's like validates. You're like, I'm yeah. not alone and doing my thing. There's a whole group of people out there that, uh, that's, yeah, that's such a positive. That's versus all the things that you plan for. Right. You, right. you plan for anarchy. Yeah. Yeah. And how, how often do you, plan for something to go well and then it just falls apart i mean that happens as often it's it's very rare that it goes the other you way plan for well if we just barely clear this bar everything's going to be okay and then it just like comes in way over the top um and was that did, did the media did the media picking that story up get it out to people like yeah like yeah i guess how did it get on people's radar uh mostly the media and i and i think there was i told my wife i'm like i wrote the best press release of all time like, you know, it started at the beginning. What is esports and what's the state of esports in Canada? What's the state in Calgary and what's the future and like all this stuff. And then so you took are, them on a journey. And what are we trying to do? Like, it was a full page, like the press release yeah. kind of laid it out, you know, got them excited. Like, esports are going to grow to be a $1 billion industry. And, and, and <laughs> those are the articles that I read that gets me like really feel like I need to learn yeah. more what's going on and in I, this world. But I think that might have been part of the misunderstanding of what it was we were trying to do. Okay. Like, like I came in and like, this is happening and we're going to come in and we're going to establish this. And you went out bold. You went big. Okay. I appreciate <laughs> yes. that. And um, it's There's been, no point playing small. <laughs> that That's true. But it's been a, you have to respect the grassroots folks that have been doing this forever. I can understand right? where someone so might it, get bent out of shape. Yeah. Better. So it's been an endless struggle to be like, we didn't do that. The media did that. And, and I'm just as upset as you guys, you know, because honestly, there's, there's bigger events than what we had, 500 people. I mean, it was big for our venue. 
Well, it's big in context that it was your first one. It was a startup. Yeah. You, you guys kind of just put it together because you believed in it. All those things. Yeah. Um, so is there, there is there another specific league in Calgary or is it like, because you guys are Cell, is there another group? There's there's several different groups doing okay. different stuff. So I'm not going to... I go down a list because nope, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, I'll leave somebody out and they'll be of course, No, that's absolutely, I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You'll get some trending emails when I get it. Yeah. Be like, hey, what the about hell? us? What the F? <laughs> yeah, exactly. see, on, see online, man. Yeah. Um, Meet you by the virtual bike, bike racks? No, it's not a thing. But um, I think one of the things that, because we called ourselves Calgary Esports League, because we said league, I think was the thing that kind of kicked this off. And we haven't ended up doing it in a league. Like we did a okay. we did a League of Legends tournament, which was sort, but it didn't end up turning into a league of like regular competitive play. Yes, we've been doing the same thing that everybody else has been doing, and that's these LAN events, more kind of one off. And it's just because that those are the resources that we had at our disposal. Like we don't okay. have machines for you to play in. Like if you're doing a league, we need to provide the machines so that everybody's machine puts is it identical. into a whole other place yeah like these are all identical machines the software's up to date everyone's playing on a even like competitive right yeah versus playing at a little more kind of quote-unquote the amateur level where different machines it's, it's a little bit more just a group of people coming together. yeah and that's that's probably okay the, i appreciate that that's mm-hmm. probably the main struggle that esports is going to encounter as it goes along is is balancing the the inclusive versus the exclusive because okay. we had a lot of teams that came in, you know, and then afterwards they were like, well, this wasn't very fun. Like the competition wasn't very stiff. Okay. Like the they want to be challenged. Yeah. yeah. Like the team that won, you know, we we're like, so how was the, how was the competition? And they were like, yeah, you know, we destroyed these fools. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And so they, they want, and then more. I went to your mother's house. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they, they want that elite, competition because people got it people want to make a name for themselves and they want to play up against the best and become the best and that's the way forward for professional gamers like if you want to become a professional gamer you can't go to a LAN event and just no it's the, it's, the, the it's the pro boxer going into the junior event and beating everybody up and being yeah. like well man like you're not even in the same yeah, level well, playing field yeah it's not it's not fun for anybody but it's this not, is also part of the infancy of the sport right yeah it's creating there's got to be a big enough group of people at each tier and then access to well, that and, and that's the thing that I keep saying to everybody, I know you guys want this elite competition, but we have to work on inclusivity first so that we have a... Can grow the base. We have a base. We need a foundation. We need thousands of players. Because that pro level, or whatever you want to call it, needs someone who'd started junior and worked their way up. So like people that are getting into it now at eight years old, five, eight years from now are going to be on track, like kind of comparing it to other sports. Any sport. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I mean, if if your base is five people and it's five guys that are like, "Hey, I'm better than you," no, and then yeah. they play, <laughs> and the three other guys watch them play, and now between the five of them, they know who the best player is. That's not no. That kind of flattens out real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Versus, we need thousands. We need tens of thousands. So when you talk about this globally, I've seen pictures online or videos of stadiums filled with people. Yeah, playing. So is this big in Asia? Is this big in Europe? Is it, is North America behind? Is there anything if you look at this globally? Uh, North America's behind. Okay. Um, uh, maybe 15 years ago, it was common for people to say that uh, StarCraft was the national sport of South Korea. Interesting. Okay. That was, that was a de facto fact. I mean, they're they're into their esports in Korea. Okay. Uh, way more so than here. And then, you know, of course, China and Europe, and and we're kind of, you know, we're middle of the road. We're not. 
super far behind because most of the developers and stuff are here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, it's, well, we talked about, you know, I'm from the States and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, uh, it's like trying to get the U.S. to adopt the metric system. Okay. Right? Like, everybody's like, I don't know why you don't do this. Like, this is what's happening. <laughs> like, you can't stop it. I don't think anyone's arguing that anyone's going to revert back to the imperial system. That's a right. stupid but system. That's but they're like, no, this is what we do. It's sort of like um, the, uh, the resistance to soccer as the number one sport on the planet. And you're like, no, we do American football. And you're like, yeah. But if you look at yeah, but okay, that's, that's globally, interesting. Soccer's soccer is it, right? You know, and yes. so it's the same thing. We're just, I think we don't we don't like being behind, and when we see that we are behind, we we try to just deny it. Well, we, we minimize say, it. Yeah, we minimize. I'm not it behind. Like, you're, what you're doing is silly. I don't want to even right, talk about right. it. It's yeah, a, absolutely. It's a phase. Yeah, abs- yeah. It's, <laughs> you're just into fads. We know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, the psychology of being human and 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 what yeah. you believe in, and in the second that gets threatened, you can either go, "Oh yeah, you're right," or I'm just going to shit on you <laughs> for right. the thing that you do. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of a lot of shitting is going on. <laughs> so that level of complexity that you talk about with tiers and league play, and you've got the junior people aspiring to be the senior people, that level of structure is obviously clearly more established in other parts of the world. Uh, we have that here. Okay. I think the like the most valuable esports team is. Uh, Cloud Nine, they're in California. Oh, it's right. okay. Um, so even though it's not as big here, they're still we have still have some of the glo- the leaders in terms yeah, of. We're still gameplay. always going to have more money than everybody else. Yes, <laughs> which know, changes. Yeah, absolutely. We're well we're well funded. Yeah, um, that's an interesting thing to bring up too. Is the the esports teams? Um, they play. They provide rosters for a variety of games. Okay. So imagine if like, the Flames played hockey, football, soccer, tennis, golf, and they but oh, all, that's interesting. all under the banner of the flames. And that that's how esports are kind of doing it. It's, oh, so they're not just locking into one game. It's right. more of a broader approach. Oh, and that's they, totally and different. They, and they I didn't can't understand that. Because you know, like Overwatch, for instance, is is a popular game right now and there's no reason whatsoever why tomorrow uh New game can come out and completely displace Overwatch, and people stop playing, and they move to right. this new thing. Versus hockey, every year the game gets faster, bolder, bigger, stronger, all those things. But the game but, is but still—it's it's still hockey. But it's still hockey. Oh, interesting. Because technology is playing such a bigger part in the esports world yeah. as new games are being evolved. Yeah. Um, oh. and, I, and I think that's that's one of the main things that maybe is holding esports back is okay. that you're, you're dependent on these titles, and they're not permanent. I mean, the developers are trying to make them as permanent as they can. Right. They're, they're not doing the, the release it, support it for a year or two, and then move on to the next game. They're trying to squeeze decades out. but Which financially for them, that also makes more sense because now they're leveraging more of that initial investment, which is huge into yeah. creating these games. Because yeah. it's massive investments to right. the R&D and the development that goes into something. I've read some articles about that. Like It is huge money goes in to create these games. Uh, well, and that's why they support the the respective leagues for their games because they need the players to invest the same amount of time and energy. They need to, to have that investment so that the players are less likely to abandon it and be like, look, I've put five years of training into getting good at League of Legends. Why am I going to move over to Dota? 
Right, because I went all in. Because I'll have to like start over. I mean, you know, the skills kind of, you know. Yeah, but every game I've played a little enough to know there's mechanics and like half of the sure. half of the enjoyment comes from how well you're good at at playing at interfacing with the game itself. Yeah. To make it do what that guy beside you like. How did you make it do that? I I don't even know how to do that. Yeah. So <laughs> interesting. Okay, so at, very at, different. It's a very unique dynamic. Yeah, it causes the, a lot of interesting challenges. At the end of the game, or at the end of the day, the the entire esports ecosystem is marketing by the developers for their respective games. Which makes sense if you look at the business model from that perspective, yeah. to get people to invest yeah. and be aspirational to get more people in to play right. the game and it builds a bigger community. Yeah. Which, again, is still not really any different than traditional sports. Yeah. yeah. But in our mind, oh, it's this foreign thing and it's so... Something you touched on earlier when we were chatting about, you know, you made the comment about professional athletes, there's a limit to what your body can physically take. Where you, like, you get injured or you need downtime. But when you're talking about some of these guys that are training on these games, like, it's more of a mental... Yeah. Of, like... But you're talking about they have coaches, they train... Like, I, I think this is a foreign concept for people to the think about. The teams have uh, psychologists, sports psychologists to, so to help them get through their... Like, they're fully supported because... I mean, they're, they're all in. They're, yes. they're training 14 hours a day. Um, they do get physical injuries. They get carpal tunnel injuries. They get their back. You know, they got to work on their posture and they got to. I'm, I'm sure there is a physical component. Yeah, you can't go in. you can really create a bad, like when you yeah. play games for any length of time. Yeah. So what are these guys like? So what's the salaries look like? If I'm on, if I'm in some of the top teams globally, like am I getting compensated like a professional, like a, not to say like a yeah. professional athlete, they uh, are professional in their own way. Yeah, 250K. It's okay. not. So it's a, res- a very unusual. respectable living to quote unquote play video games. Yeah, um, it's but, always supply and demand and what the market can bear, okay. and so it's it's really based on what they can make as streamers. Ah, and so okay. uh, players have to choose whether they're going to spend their time developing their streaming audience, like maybe their YouTube channel or their yes. Twitch stream or whatever, and what kind of revenues can they pull in for themselves doing that versus spending more of their time not doing that and training and competing. And okay, so, so two like, very different business, yes. two business models. Do they usually go hand in hand or is there people that go uh, full in on both? Most of the guys that are pros, they, they cultivate their fan base and they do streaming and stuff like that. But there's, there's plenty of players that, uh, that would be considered the, among the best in the world and they don't, they don't compete competitively they just they, they just build up a huge following and, and it's Twi- twitch is the platform for yeah. for streaming gaming yeah um, youtube but but twitch for the live streaming yeah okay. i haven't i'll be super honest i haven't spent any time on twitch it's the same you build up your follower base certain amount of followers you can you can then gain right. certain they, amount of ad revenue it's they, it's, they, it's a model they subscribe you know uh, so okay it's you, subscription model well Ish. You know, okay. You know, there's all, all the different ways to monetize it. Okay, but again, you, the bigger the following you have, because yeah. people are entertained by your ability to play the game. But probably, I'm assuming there's is there some personalities in there too. You talk about the smack talk and a lot of the stuff, or no? Yeah. I don't. It, I'm 42 years old. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I, you know, I like the cats to, out of the bag now. <laughs> I, I like to think that I get it, but inherently, it's impossible. I I don't get it. Okay. Right to the degree that it's like trying to switch to. I'm still using Facebook. Okay. Right. Oh my God. And, you're so uncool. Yeah. I'm so uncool. Right. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, Instagram. And I'm like, well, I like to write these like long, like yep. blog type posts. I can't do that on Instagram. And yeah. Snapchat. TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. That's right? a whole other. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff. And so, yeah, I get it, but I don't get it. 
and it's and it's okay because nobody gets it right like it's It's, changing so fast that the only thing that you can do to get it is to freely admit that that you you don't don't get get it it. (laughs) right i think that's a good way to go through life as well you're like look i don't know what i'm talking about i'm just doing the best i can and i'll listen to whoever has a, a differing opinion that's fair. Well, for the moment today, you're my expert, just so you know. So okay. I'm wrong. Right. 100% of what I'm going to now I'll repeat in the next two weeks there, is going to be is going to yeah. be what you – Right. There's gonna, my gonna friend be, Wes told me. Right. There's going to be a bunch of pissed off gamers out there that are like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm going to be say, I'm gonna be bold and say I don't think that's my audience. Okay. Um, okay. I don't think I have a like – they're welcome, I, I, anybody. <laughs> but maybe this is going to pull me into a whole a whole other group. Yeah. It's This show is all about being curious, and I think that's – to yeah. be curious is the first step is admitting you don't have a clue what the hell's going no on. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and it's fine because the one thing I do know is that nobody knows what they're doing. And hence there's the opportunity and, and the, there's the, there's yeah. the, there's the, the, the kind of the green, you get in, you do the best you yeah. can. Uh, apparently we've done some stuff that's, uh, you know, kind of revolutionary that other people haven't thought of just because and you it, did what you thought was right. Yeah, And they just, they're like, wow, this is, um, we did an apex legends tournament. Uh, for, for that's an example of the Fortnite. Okay. Is, is, yep. That's I think that's one most people. It's the biggest no. thing ever, right? Yes. And then uh, last spring, uh, a game called Apex Legends came out, and for about two weeks, it completely destroyed Fortnite. Interesting, because just, just like, the buzz, the new that this is yeah, this a, is the new thing. It was a new thing. It was they were doing it a little differently and stuff like that. And we we ended up someone said, "Have you?" I heard from everyone about this Apex Legends, and I'm like. Well, let's do an event. Let's get on it right I mean, away. Let, let's just like, do it. Let's do an event two weeks from now. And so we posted this like emergency, <laughs> like all of our, our call to action, like, big, yeah, 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 yeah explosions. Big red, like, emergency Apex Legends event. And, and our format was, because it's hard to do competitive Fortnite because you get, your team gets thrown in against either you just or Just the way the team. game, the dynamics of the way the game works. You get thrown in against random people. Like, okay. you, you don't get to choose who you're playing against. Okay, so it doesn't lean to that kind of tournament yeah, there's style. Not, there's not head play. to head. You end up having to play for points. You know, okay. you go into a game and however many kills or whatever you get mm-hmm. compares with however many. So, but you might be against stiffer competition. Then there's random elements. That, Back to that ability to actually be competitive. Yeah. You have to level the everything has to be consistent. Yeah, but we did. A, a Apex was the same situation, and we brought everybody in, and we put everybody in a horseshoe, and then we had our our uh, kind of judges. Or uh, refs behind the behind the tables, and so you'd you'd have to get into a game, play, do the best you can, get as many points out of that game, and then as soon as you get out of the game, you yell and throw your hand up. The judge comes over and writes down your score, and then, then you go back in, and then you go back in. So you gotta you gotta get in, you gotta get in fast, and it was frenetic and frantic. The energy must have been like just was, yeah. I didn't have time, but I was gonna build some like uh, posts with the light. On the top of the yeah, post, yeah. and you'd have a little you'd <laughs> slam, buzzer. Hit slam the buzzer. down on the buzzer, go, and the light would come up, and then they'd come over and record your score. And then we had like a live, I mean, it wasn't super live. I did it in Excel, but we had okay. this bar graph that yeah. as soon as you recorded yeah, yeah. your scores in, it would, and so you could see, everybody could look and see how they were doing versus the other teams. And it was. I can only imagine the the the, the amount of stress induced heart rate response. Like if you had heart rate monitors on these yeah. people, they'd be spiking yeah. and like the because your body's just flushing with it was, dopamine, ter- it was awesome. cortisol. Like, so how long would that event go on? Like, what was that period of time? I think we did that for. I think we did it for four hours. Four hours. <laughs> yeah. Was everybody uh, just slamming Red Bulls and like yeah. drinking Monster Energies or whatever? Uh, they had to go to the bathroom, but they had to go like during like the load screen. Yep. You know they're like. 
okay, we're out. I got to, and, and people are running in and out of the room. So this is almost like guys at the casino table don't want to go to yeah. the bathroom and like, because I don't want to break my vibe. I don't want to break my play. Yeah. And what was the age group for something like that? Was that a younger, did that skew younger, older? I'm um, just always curious who does these things. We haven't done it. It's hard to, it's hard to market to the younger crowd. Okay. Like, well, like, like where are they? And how do you, right. and how do you get to them? And, and there's a lot of, and rightly so. I, there's a lot of ab- yes, there's there a lot is. of barriers to be able to effectively like I can't go to a high school and like put out no that would be frowned I think that'd be frowned yeah apart. yeah and, and and so they would the younger kids would just have to find out about it okay and so well because of all the social media tools we talked about earlier they will find out about it yeah, yeah. Um, but because of that it was generally kind of college age okay mostly guys yeah and that, you said that's kind of the consistency the, of who well, shows up yeah and and not. Not because that's the representative demographic. It's only because that was who that was the low hanging fruit for us to market to. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, you knew how to get in front of them, and, yeah. and they. So you said that was the that that game was the biggest for two weeks. Did it just did it fall off? Did something happen, or is it just because uh, I know things cycle through? Yeah, fairly no, quickly. people still play it. I think the Fortnite was maybe sitting back on their laurels a little bit, and then they were like, "Holy shit, uh, we we have no guarantee to maintain our position." Someone's trying to eat our to, lunch, and so they. And so they put more resources into it. And okay, we're going to come out with this. We're going to come out with that. And they're, they had been dragging in so much revenue from Fortnite. They were on the beach hanging out. And then they said, yeah. okay, time to get back and into so the So they office. had this huge war chest that they could just, like, once you're at that spot, you just you sit there until you become number two. And then you just decide to defend your way right back up to, to the, get back to number one. Is it an industry that you're like, it's a technology space. You're only as good as your next shiny thing. Does it work like that? Like it always have to be coming out with something like you said, or wait till somebody kind of pushes you a little bit and then you come up with something. Um, not as much anymore. Uh, I, I really feel like the technology has flattened out. You know, Cause okay. now, now it's all just graphics driven and how realistic you want it to. And, that's been an argument for the last few years is that they've been putting too much effort into like the high power graphics and stuff like that. And gameplay and fun has kind of gotten left behind. Okay. That's Um, an interesting, and you 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 can see that was the original intent. Yeah, it is. But then they just got into an arms race, particularly with the consoles, like the PlayStation versus the Xbox. Mm -hmm. And that's how Nintendo has been consistently able to carve out a niche with fewer resources is that they're like, it needs to be fun first period. Versus just getting into a tech, it's just chasing my my text better. My text bigger and shinier than your tech. Right. So like Hmm. Nintendo hardware is always like a a generation or two behind, Mm -hmm. but they, but they don't care. Because they're like, well, it, their focus is fun. It does, oh, that's I, don't, I don't need photorealistic graphics for this to be fun. And so, a different focus on a different yeah, outcome. Yeah. So, it's not necessarily a tech arms race anymore. Um, but having your war chest and being able to, like, you have to be able to create these leagues. And there's only so many games. It's not like every game has a professional competitive league to go along with. Right. I'm assuming some are more conducive than others. Yeah, to there's that. maybe, I would say maybe half a dozen. It's not, Oh, that's small. Yeah, so it's a pretty... It's, it's pretty small. Well, that certainly provides the advantage for it to go wider and deeper. Because if there's 20 yeah. different leagues, that then it just, it, right. it basically it's stretches. Diluted, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the, the game has to lend itself toward that competitive play. Mm-hmm. And then the 
developer has to have the resources and the willingness. It has to be part of their marketing plan. Yep. Because so, someone's got to still fund this thing to happen. Yeah. Right? I mean... So did I you have sponsors involved? Did you have the, some of these? I think one I saw that Microsoft was at your event. or Yeah. So I'm assuming, are they quick to get involved because they're looking for outlets to get closer to the, the consumer? Uh, they are. They were quick to contact us. And um, there were several cases where I was like, let's not do anything together because like, you're going to give me, <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know, even if it's, you're going to give me $1,000 and then you're going to come to this land party and right there's a point where it's weird and you're going to feel like you blew a thousand dollars and we're never going to do anything again i said let's just let's just leave it you know let's and we'll we'll try to get by on our merits for, for as long as we can and turn this into something bigger because i, I want to be able to come back to you and get a hundred thousand right let's you not know. let's not spoil the relationship by yeah, going on a date too soon yeah i don't want you to <laughs> We, we burned $1,000 on this waste of time. You know, because everybody's do. There's a lot of groups in Calgary doing esports stuff. Okay. And they're all getting sponsorship. Usually it's uh, like product sponsorship. You know, they'll donate a, a game system or, or something yep. like that. Yep. Um, but my goal on this has been to get past or get around or transcend that, that land party model that everyone's doing. And it, hey, we're all forced to do that because that's like we don't have a hundred computers for people to just come in and sit down right. and use. And a room, right? like a, a purpose-built room set up specifically yeah, we, for those. Yeah, we, we don't have that. We don't even have, because for competitive, you don't need to do that. You really only need two teams worth of setups. So if you're playing right. Overwatch, it's six players on a team, you need 12 machines. Right, because you play, and then yeah. you bring, it's like round-robin style, constantly of, bring people Exactly. Out. So, yeah. You, yeah, but we also don't have 12 machines. Yes. <laughs> right? So, we don't have... Not, so, so that, that, that's what the next level looks like. Yeah, and that's that's what I was trying to put together, um, which I guess leads us into, like, the scholastic and the collegiate uh, leagues as well. Okay. Late last uh, year, I was... So I, many layers. Yeah. This I, was, whole thing. I was trying to put that together. I went around and talked to everybody. Um I I've mostly been contacted by people. It's been very rare that I've had to go. You can write one good press calls. release, and the world well, in the world, yeah, you got well, the right I mean, story well, out. When you type in esports in Calgary, we come up. Yes, whether, I, whether, I did that search whether days we, ago. <laughs> whether we deserve it or not, we're we're right there at the top, and so they just call us up, and and like the colleges are, they basically come in and say, we've got engagement. Like our students are engaged with this. This is what they do. This is what kids do now. Period. <laughs> Got it. Right? And so we need to facilitate that or we need to be a part of it. We need to Interesting. get involved in that. So we need to put together. So it's a poll. It's, it's, it's there and it's happening. Yeah. They, they have to do it like competitively. Like for them to remain a competitive educational institution, they have to offer. That's it. I never a, thought about it that way. Because, because, I mean, right. it's not quite to that point where they're going to suffer it's, but for but it. These but, are the things that are moving in that direction. Yeah. And so they're like... We're put, we need to put together a team. And the, okay. And they're like, well, we don't know anything about esports. Tell us what we should do. Right? Yeah, so they bring me So in. you're the de facto expert. Yeah, and then so we're putting together a team, but it's also, well, we need other teams to play against. And so there back has... To, back to the competition again. Yeah, so there has to be a... So I was trying to put us, position us as like the governing body for the de facto uh, government. It's the governing body for these esports leagues. Uh, not not to make money, 
Um, I, don't, I don't imagine this is a get-rich-quick no, uh, scheme. No, it's not. not a, at all. I'm not hearing that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't think it's a get-rich-quick-at-all scheme. I think okay. it's, it's not what uh, I'm hearing here. Yeah, um, my proposal was to uh, reorganize as a nonprofit the same the same way the the governing body for any professional sports yes. league is organized, right? So it's a nonprofit. The individual teams are members of the league, and so they're. They all sit on the board. We all make decisions together. But it can be a oh, what do I want to call it? A neutral, a neutral party, basically, right. because, like for instance, uh, Sate can't go around and say, "Hey, do you guys all want to join our league?" And they're going to be like, "Well, no, not really. Like we 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 don't want to join Sate's." Esports league, right? Yes, because that's we, not that, that doesn't that doesn't work out, and everyone's just going to be upset. <laughs> so the goal of putting something in, in to help kind of level it, regulate it, would be the goal would be to elevate the whole thing. Elevate the whole thing. Yeah, so okay. so I'm, I was trying to go around and and uh, uh, the investment, and I, I kept saying, what uh, what does it cost for you to add a new sport? Like for a school to add a new sport is ridiculously expensive. If you have to build a gym or a swimming pool or a or whatever. Right, if you look at it from a traditional perspective. If you look at it from yeah, a traditional perspective. there's a significant investment. Yeah. and it's still a significant investment, you know, if they have to buy all this computer hardware, right? It's, I mean, it's not as much, but you probably have $50,000 yeah. in a basic it's setup. It's not free. <laughs> yeah. And so my thoughts were, hey, let's, uh, as a member of the league, you would pay your share of putting together this mobile uh, event oh, package, interesting. Right? Okay. So you need the 12 computers, you know, and you need the streaming equipment and you need the projectors and stuff. So let's co-op everything yeah. together and actually level. Yeah. yeah so that, okay. so that 50 K is spread across, you know, eight. Lower the barrier, lower, lower, the, barrier. lower the barrier, but increase the experience. Yeah. So you'd have to, you know, a member would have two obligations. They'd have their, their share of maintaining that. And then they would be obligated to provide a, a space. Um, space has been a huge, you know, it's, it's not free. No, it's, no, it's not. It, it's but yet everyone, I think what you touched on with the spark, there's idle space sitting all over the place. Yeah. But Back to you, the shared economy model. How do we bring that to the table yeah, when this space is sitting empty 50% of the time? Or that's, of the time? Uh, that's a much huger conversation. It is. That's a <laughs> massive umbrella over, uh, over Calgary about like, what do you do when it's, when it's sitting empty? Which and yeah. isn't, isn't something better than nothing, but then in some ways it's not because now you're setting a standard. Yes. Right. And then once the economy improves, now the what rental happens? rates are way down here because people just got used to paying pennies to. So I get that. I get that it's better. Yeah. You than, don't want to build something that's not sustainable over, yeah. over the period of time. So you need to stick to your guns. Like the rental is the rental. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know. Yeah, how to that, that's a bigger that. conversation. We won't yeah. go too far down that, that but, rabbit hole. But with these but like right. educational organizations and stuff like that, it's not like you're dedicating a space to anything. It's like, hey, we need the gym on this Friday, right? You know, yeah, when I'm thinking Friday. schools, that's a di- like a, that's a little bit of a different environment. They have these spaces open, right? Yes, they can be rental, but it's a di- you're not like you're trying to use some office space downtown. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if they're part of the if if they are the league, then it's. That's part of their we, game. Yeah. We don't. We don't have to rent it from them. It's 
part of what they're paying to be a part of the league. Right. But and then if, being and, able and to and provide that to their yeah, student body. And it's no of no cost to them if it's idle during that time. Yes. And so it seemed like it would work out well for everybody. But again, everybody's, you know, uh, what was I saying the other day? I'm like, when I was younger, I, I guess I just assumed that everybody had an entrepreneurial bent. <laughs> Right, and that everybody would want to do cool stuff that nobody's ever I done. I found that not to be true as That's I've gotten older. That's totally not true, 100%. <laughs> and they're, hey, people are, people are yep. scared. They don't want to look stupid. They, they don't. We're so risk averse. Yeah. And, and right now is not the, and I went, this is last fall. I'm, I'm going around talking to people and I'm like, I understand the PR challenges, mm-hmm. right? You just had all of your funding cut. Like cut, 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 and then how? And now you're coming out with this. And how do they make an announcement that we just put a bunch of money, even if it's relatively like 10k? It's nothing. Sometimes it becomes less about the amount; it becomes more that you did this. That thing. you did that, yeah. And, and so, something that is still on the fringe of like most people, like you're doing what? You're just spending right. you're spending a dollar on that seems too much because I don't even know what the hell I it is. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. yeah. And if so, I don't know what it is, then so far it must be it must be not valuable. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, that's still kind of in process. We, I had a plan, um, the, uh, uh, Canada sports hall of fame out in Winsport. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been really nice and we have not been able to put an event in there yet, but we keep trying and they're okay. bending, they keep bending over backwards to try to, to get us in there. Um, I guess if I can throw out a plug, everybody should go check out, <laughs> the Canada Sports Hall of Fame. I've been. To, I haven't been, so I'm yeah. going to say guilty. But I, yeah. you're like the tenth person in the last like year that said, "If you've been to this place, this is amazing." Yeah, it's cool. But it's like it? everyone's. No one really knows about it, but yet people are talking about it. That's right. funny. Yeah, let's, I'm. This show's all about. Hey, if someone's doing something cool in the community, let's talk about them. Yeah. So, so let's give them a plug. Blatant plug. <laughs> <laughs> so my thought was, and I was, I had been hoping to do that um, in March, which. I don't have anything in place, so we're probably not going to do that. Right. But I wanted to put something together in March where, because I've been going around and visiting with all of these people individually, mm-hmm. and I just I wanted an event to get everybody in the room at the same time, and we would do an esports event at the same time, so that all of like the athletic yep. directors and the deans and stuff like that, that that they know they have to do it, but they don't understand it and they don't know what this or that is. At the end of the day, just, this is an experience. You yeah, have to you have to yeah, go and just ex- yeah, come okay. here and see the enthusiasm and the passion that the gamers have. Don't just know, take my word for it anymore. Come right, and see what's and, actually going yeah, on. And they're all going to be your students. And if you want to walk out on the floor and talk to them about esports and the future Such of an interesting angle to think about if I'm a student, I'm deciding where to go, how this is going to become a deciding factor. Eventually. I hadn't got, my brain had not got there at all yeah. before we had this conversation today. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah, well, look, where's your audience going? Don't look where your audience is. Look where they're going where they're and going. then intersect out, yeah. out there. And if I'm 12 or 14 and I'm going to be choosing a school in the next three to four years and this is on my radar. And I'm awesome at... That's a decision-making factor for me. No yeah. different than my niece just went to UVic because she's a rower. So she went out there because they had a good rowing program. Sure. She, that was her main decision-making, multiple, but that was yeah, one of her I mean, criteria for sure. Academically, most at the undergraduate level, schools tend to be fairly identical. But what's that differentiator what's, that's what's, relevant what's to you? What's the thing that's used? relevant to you? That's an interesting angle. I hadn't thought of And in a world where we're all fighting and the competition is getting more, how do you differentiate? Yeah. Be more relevant to your to your customer. That's it. Th- hey, thanks for making this pitch for me. <laughs> no, uh, it makes hey, sense. Uh, if there's any uh, <laughs> college uh, administrators out there listening to this, well, we'll get a copy. We'll forward, we'll forward it to them directly. <laughs> so 
Thanks for taking us on the journey, giving us a little bit more of an understanding of what it is, the complexities of it. Uh, I think from first blush, what the hell is esports to like, oh, wow, okay, I see what's going on here. But what's the future? I understand, you know, not to get too much into personal, but uh, I think that this chapter for you is is closing down a little bit or you're moving on to different things? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm no longer at Spark. And, uh, you know, I kind of looked around at... Uh, you know, what other opportunities were available for me. And I'm American, and America's kind of crushing it right now, even though they're being led by a Cheeto. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh, there's so, so many mixed reviews. We, don't, we, don't, we like what's happening, but we don't like who's doing sure, it. But that's exactly. another. We, we yeah, don't have yeah, time for that no, conversation. We no, we don't. Um, a yeah, Cheeto. So, so, <laughs> so I kind of, I, I basically had the entire country at my disposal to find a job. And if, so I found a job in Texas. So I'm, I'm actually heading out to Texas tomorrow morning. I really appreciate you coming in and finding some some time to to chat with me right before you head out. And I'm going to be bold, and I don't want to get too much into the Calgary conversation here. I got a whole other podcast for that, but uh, Calgary should be sorry to lose you because you're doing you're doing innovative things here. And that's that's maybe I guess there's just an article that came out recently about the brain drain in Calgary right now, and I know they're focusing on youth, but it's a real challenge right now. If you can't find opportunities, you've got to go to where the opportunities are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do have one other thing. I'm my last thing that I'm doing in town is is tonight. Okay, I'm having a meeting with. Uh, I posted a a thing on Discord saying, "Hey, I'm out of here. Who wants to take the, you know, I want to pass the torch off." And I got several people, interested people. Excellent. And we're having a meeting tonight to figure out how to get them going and keep cell going and keep esports developing and stuff like that. And honestly, you know, we we were just a random bunch of guys right right and so you know we had our skill set was um related to events production Mm -hmm. so our events were really good right this is fundamentally putting on an event yeah but on the until it goes to the next level yeah on the business end of things you know going and finding sponsorships and right and, and and you know the financials and stuff like that we weren't necessarily the best team for this Okay. We, we were just some people that had the, I guess, the balls to just, just jump, give it a try, just, just jump right in. And so, I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, and I'm actually really excited uh, for this meeting tonight because, you know, we've over a year you meet a lot of people, right? And so, it's not the first people that we came across that formed the original team at the beginning. This is people that. I've met over the course of a year. Of course. And so now I'm sort of going through and picking and choosing, and I don't have to just take whoever the first person to walk through the door is. So I sent out an email, and I'm like, I like this guy for this reason, and this guy for that reason, and that guy for that reason. And, and honestly, I really think the team is going to be much improved after I'm gone. Well, it's an evolution. Someone has, <laughs> someone gets yeah. it started, and then you pass the torch on. Yeah. So. Well, and I'm a startup guy anyway. Once once it turns into a grind, I'd, I want to go do something else. I, those are different yeah. skills. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. The guy, yeah. the startups, the startup leader, and the guy that runs it, and then the turnaround yeah. leader. Those are all different categories. There's a bunch in between too. Yeah. So I mean, there's been a bunch of talk about well, you know, you should maintain some ownership and all. The, and I'm, I'm like, you know what? Like, what do, what do we have right now? Like, what right. do we really have that can't be replaced by somebody else with some work? Okay. Nothing really. You know, and and I'm not about that. I'm as much as I hate the phrase. I'm kind of a YOLO guy. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm I'm glad I did this, and I would love nothing more than to twenty years from now, 
you know, I get online and I check and see that Calgary Esports League has turned into something major. You know, and there's pro, and there's pro players and there's pro uh, announcers. Like we've we've actually been able to help the careers of some uh, like sports announcers because they've come and announced our at our events and stuff like that. It's and there's so many ways of coming at it. If you take yeah. an unpack and you go here's traditional sports and overlay it on top, all of the different like layers of support and infrastructure that's required to make that happen. Economically, there's a lot of little drivers inside all that. Yeah, it's not just the pro players. You know, right. it's that whole support system. Yeah, yeah, that, um, that makes everything so that pro player can show up and do what he does. Mm. Yeah, having I had to explain to all the colleges. You know, when I went in to talk about because they're like, well, what is esports? Even though they. Um, we know we need to get into it, but we don't really know <laughs> what it know. is. Yeah. But, but I kept saying there's no such <clears throat> there's no such thing as esports without esports broadcasting. And they all well back to the streaming, back yeah, to the audience because so you have always, an audience, right? If you have an audience, yeah, who's going to bridge that gap? Because otherwise, again, you're just the land party. You're just dudes in a basement playing video games. Yep. And so yeah, without the broadcasting, and they always like pause and look at me funny, and you could see the wheels turning, and it, it dawns on them that. Yeah, like, when well, so many of these schools have broadcasting, they have PR, they have marketing, yeah. they have business, all the things that can just go. We can channel it towards this new outlet, this new sport. We had several uh, volunteer broadcasters. Like for our first event, first thing we did was contact Sate, and their broadcasting department said, "Do you have anybody?" And we're, we're finding out that there's a larger number of folks that are going into broadcasting, not for news or weather or traditional sports they're going in with the intention of becoming an esports broadcaster so these this this trend is underpinning in a couple different areas because yeah. of course i first started thinking about the gamer but then you start thinking about the technology now broadcast i hadn't even that didn't cross my mind yeah, until right now that's probably from a grassroots level um a better place to achieve success in esports right now it's, but like in a smaller market like like Calgary, right? Like it's going to be tough for someone to become a world-class esports athlete. There's so much that has to happen, um, but there's more events and stuff like that going on, small scale, large scale. the The group of players is pretty small, right? Relatively, but what can we surround? What surrounds that? What surrounds them? And so, um, you know, there's different companies that are doing the. Uh, websites that will track your tournaments and things like that for mm-hmm. you, and there's there's those opportunities. But we found that the the broadcasting in particular, whether it's the shoutcasters or 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 just the the engineers that are doing the AV and stuff for this to make it all yeah, because I mean, it's a huge team that needs to come together to yeah. make these things happen. Yeah, because you're putting on an event like you said, like it's gaming's over here, but don't forget that this is, touches the event business. It touches all of these different pillars like back to yeah. what it takes to put on a professional hockey game. Right. <laughs> what would the NHL HL be if there was no, if you couldn't watch it on TV? It, 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 it wouldn't would, be the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. would not be what it is. Yeah. Well, I think this is a to be continued. And so mm-hmm. by all means, once you find your successor, please introduce me because I want to stay on top of this. And, you know, I'm certainly curious about it. I know I've got some audience members that were looking forward to hearing the story. Just okay. step one, learn about it. Yeah. So let's let's stay connected. And I want to wish, thanks so much for your honesty today and your candor about your journey and kind of being humble about, well, we're just a couple bunch of guys figuring it out. Well, that's all I anybody appreciate is. That, like, you think Jeff Bezos came out of the womb knowing what the hell he was doing? <laughs> He probably yeah. figured it out along, right. the, along the way. Yeah. I guess that's, but we. But again, what's the whole reason of the show? We look at people that have arrived somewhere and go, "Oh wow, they've got it all figured out." Yeah. But if you unpack the stories, there's trips and there's trips, slips, trips and falls that's all along it. the way. That's it. Wes, thanks for coming for coming in. Hey, thanks Tyler for having me. Absolutely, I wish you all the best on your adventures. Thank you. 
Hello, and thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. I want to let you in on a little secret. I absolutely love doing these podcasts. The learning, the people, the curiosity, the insights, the, the wow factor of meeting people that I thought I knew and learning their deeper stories really proves the value of what happens when you take the time to be curious and actually care enough to ask. With that, I'm looking for your feedback. I'm looking for your input. I'm looking for what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, where you'd like to see it headed in terms of guests, in terms of questions, a little bit deeper. Please feel free to share. We'd love to get your feedback. Visit us on iTunes, on Spotify. Give us your review. Give us your five stars if you feel so inclined. But more importantly, give us your feedback. Give us your input on what you want to hear on future shows, and we will absolutely incorporate it. Thank you again for listening, and have an awesome day. 